What's up, guys? It's Emily with another podcast for you. Uh, love this podcast because I'm working. I'm talking with somebody that I work with, and we have coffee like I don't know five times a day. <laughs> um, you're going to be listening to Ko from Ko Alliance, Kristen Olson. She's in Colorado and just has like really been awesome at helping me. What would you say? I don't know, strategic partnerships, yeah, doing, brand management, doing life all. coaching. Not really. No kind of. <laughs> We're Tequila drinking therapy session. Yeah. Um, and we're just going to talk about, you know, this is a B alpha, but like finding your own voice. <laughs> what else do we talk? Finding your own voice. Finding your community. Finding your community. You know, taking over the world. Taking over the world. Ayahuasca. <laughs> Wearing neon and pop stars. <laughs> Beyonce. And um, we're not advising anyone to do drugs, by I the know, way. I feel God. like you have to put that out there. You just have to listen to the episode. <laughs> if you guys like the episode, um, give me some, I think you do the star ratings. I don't know why that is important, but apparently it is. And um, share it, subscribe. That's the most important thing you could do. And just keep giving me feedback. Who you want to listen to, who you want to hear, and all that jazz. I'm going to be at FitCon Utah on Woo-hoo. Friday, Saturday. So a really awesome, my first kind of fit fitness event for the impact with Evolve Motion. If you're in Salt Lake City, come check it out, the Salt City Plaza. And I actually don't think that's correct, but it's Salt Lake <laughs> Google City. It. Google it, FitCon. Um, I'm going to even do a little talk on ketones and all that jazz. And then I'm going to go to Europe. So I'll be in Copenhagen by the time the next episode releases. How crazy. I'm going to have like Emily withdrawal. I know. It's crazy. I know. I'm going to hang out with Pure Maybe I should do a podcast with Pure 100%. Pharma. 100%. Yeah. That would be so fun. Yeah. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. <laughs> MFIT Radio. KO, are you ready to be Alpha? I am always ready. <laughs> Is there another way? <laughs> Only one way. <laughs> KO, you are of KO Alliance. Um, you have quite an interesting background, but I love, I mean, we work together. You're on my, do you know you're on my favorites list on my phone? I did not know that. <laughs> I, my full world has just come full circle. Totally because complete. that's how often we talk. I think I talk to you as yeah. much or more than my family. <laughs> that's for sure true with me to you. Yes. So you started KO Alliance because you were just kind of sick of the, the bullshit, right? You were in the industry of fitness, health, wellness, and it just, you know, when, it, when I look at companies that are starting up, what we like to call JV, mm-hmm. And that's all over. And, of course, I just didn't want to be JV, so I hired you. Yes. Caroline's kind of birthed out of um, opportunity. I was, you know, working with a company at the time, and I didn't want to move. They wanted me to do that. So this kind of happened. But, you know, having work on, you know, I had a startup out of college and really learned, like, the sponsorship part of the game. What was startup? It was called Colorado Rising Stars Lacrosse, Sierra Slacks. And you're a former lacrosse player. Yeah. Played in college, three younger brothers that all played. And so, at the time, not to date myself, there was nothing lacrosse in Colorado. So that's when we started just doing camps, tournaments, team sales, anything to satisfy the market. Um, and it was really, you know, <clears throat> and still kind of is this white, rich kid sport. And it had provided so much for my life. You know, I wanted to find a way to get it out to everybody. Mm-hmm. So... I flipped the script, made all of our stuff free and learned how to shop sponsorships and partners and 
um, seek out my feeding companies and say, you know, here's what we're doing in front of your kids and parents. And I think, you know, your product is the right message and blah, blah, blah. We just started doing all this creative strategy. Um, and then flash forward, I worked with C9, my champion, and Reebok and Barbells for Booze on the nonprofit side. And then as CrossFit took off, everything I kind of learned from the lacrosse side flipped over to CrossFit. And it was funny because uh, the target markets were so similar, you know, high income, trend-setting elite audience, blah, blah, blah. It was the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, it just positioned me kind of in the right spot to be there. Um, so KO Alliance technically helps companies activate in the fitness space, branding, key messaging, um, build out their ambassador team, influencers, and whatnot. And on the flip side, I saw this huge hole working for these large companies with all these, you know, really great people like yourself mm-hmm. with really great voices and a message and something to say, but you know, unless they were Serena Williams or Tiger Woods or some of these really huge athletes that, you know, require $10 million, no one was paying attention to them. Um, and the influencers, you know, the gym leaders or owners or new personalities didn't necessarily know how to work with these companies and, and know how to ask for what's fair or how to manage the business side. Um, so there was just this gap in these, the company side, they're getting more and more interested, of, you know, how do we get in front of the coaches or get in front of, you know, these soccer leaders or youth organizations or, you know, for lack of a better term, the smaller fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just started to build that up and started, you know, connecting those dots. And that's kind of what the heart of KO Alliance is. Mm-hmm. You know, we work with these companies and they say, here's who we need. Here's who the voices we want you know, to speak on behalf of our brand. And then I immediately go to my team and I say, okay, weightlifter, future bobsledder, Olympian, world's strongest man, world's strongest man. Um, yeah. You know, we help connect the dots. Yeah. And the difference of that is we're not an agency where we're taking 20% because most of our guys aren't making multi-million dollar deals. <laughs> I said world's strongest man like that was me. World's <laughs> <laughs> strongest man. We're not referencing me. We're working on that title. <laughs> oh, God. Not, not, Did you see Brian Shaw with his Instagram video the other day? No. So we're referencing Brian Shaw who's in Brighton, Colorado. We're literally world's strongest man. <laughs> crowned by the Schwarzenegger, the Arnold oh, classic, yes. the yeah, classic yeah. in um, Ohio. And he took a 203-pound kettlebell, did 10 kettlebell swings. I think they made those. Oh, watch the video. Okay. I, Brian Shaw, I think. 10 kettlebell swings, Russian kettlebell swings, thank mm-hmm. God, because overhead, can you imagine that big of a kettlebell? <laughs> no, but I can see him trying. And then he straps on um, to an avalanche, Colorado, or a Chevy Avalanche vehicle and does a backwards sled pull. With the the vehicle and was I mean, Avalanche a sponsor? No, just straight up like this oh, is my man. car. I know. <laughs> See, I gotta get in on that. Um, <laughs> we know I haven't seen that. Crazy. He's been crushing it lately. Though, I mean, all it's over the so place. interesting to see his work. I mean, he said something like, "This is CrossFit, right?" And it was like, <laughs> I mean, it was intense. But there was an eighty-eight pound kettlebell right next to his. 203 pounds, oh. and it looks so small. You know how big 88 pounds ones. are? Yeah. Yeah, it looked like, like my little baby kettlebells, like my little 15-pounders. Have you seen him in real life? Oh, yeah, we met at that one. Oh, yeah, event. yeah. yeah. one of our shoots, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, he's huge. huge. But the nicest, sweetest guy ever. For sure. Sweet. Well, anyway, so that but, was yeah. Brian's job. So he's on the team and lots yeah. of people. But I think you've done a great job, and I think that a lot of my audience, and especially my, you know, kind of my select ambassadors that I have, they are interested in starting their own company or their own business or their own LLC. And it's, and you know, it's almost very much like, is there even place for me? Because I feel like we're all in this same field Sure. and how do I distinguish myself from the next person? All that. So I really just wanted to use this podcast as a way to pick your brain and just give them some fun info about just how to be alpha in their own space for sure. Yeah. Well, um, and I think that's a very relevant question, especially now, 
this day and age where you've got so many outlets to have a voice. Yeah. Um, the, I always feel like the question should never be like, is there space or is it relevant? I feel like if you have something to say, like you need to find a way to say it. Um, one of my favorite quotes by the one and only Madonna is, I didn't start singing because I had the best voice. I started singing because I had something to say. Oh, I love it. I, you know, that's what I do at the end of my podcast. I ask for a quote. Oh, why put another one for you? So okay, you good. Save it. Um, <laughs> but no, but really, I, I think that's it. And like, again, there's so many channels nowadays. It's, you have to sell yourself first on you. So if you know you've got something to say mm-hmm. and you believe in it, there's nothing I'm going to do as a brand manager or anything that sells you on that. So I have like a few B's that I say um, as in our initial conversation. Um, number one is always be kind. Everything in this business, in this world is relationships. And if you're an a-hole and, or not, you know, just kind to yourself and the environment and other people, there's just a repellent within that. And there's, again, nothing that anyone can do or package you or polish you or anything that is going to change that. So I always feel like that's like the first spot. Um, the second one is just being yourself and being genuine. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, with our, our young guys and our millennials, they are see through a lot of stuff. And um, with all those, you know, Google and then Facebook and YouTube and all this, and you can, you can get to the heart of someone's whole life and you can see how they are. So mm-hmm. if you're going to position yourself, you have to be really you because they're going to see through you know, it's so easy. We all call it bullshit so much totally. easier than most people do. So like 10 years ago, I feel like, or people 10 years older than us are just kind of like, oh yeah, they're really nice. And you <laughs> yeah. and I are like, they're a no. fake. <laughs> I train alongside them. She's an asshole. Um, no, not really. We just, that sounds terrible. <laughs> that's We're so so yeah. Yes. <laughs> just, but it's so easy to spot bullshit. I yeah. mean, I feel like we, we both have that kind of, I talked about it with Paul in my podcast with Paul. We mm-hmm. both kind of have that intuitive sense. I think you and I have like truthful and just wanting to for like for the wrong reasons, Dis- right? Disingenuous. Just literally just wanting to do good. And I'm such a believer. Like if you put that out there, then there's going to be so many cliches that I say unintentionally. <laughs> Get ready. Okay. Um, but that's kind of what, what comes to you. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I think once you kind of get in that mode, then you know, the right opportunities really do come and you just have to recognize it and capitalize. Yeah. Um, but I just can't say enough about, you know, just wanting to do good for the world and, and for things around you and then like good comes back to you. Do you err on the, like, so the kind of, this is relevant to me as well, but like when people are like, well, is this the right opportunity? Um, I think influencer asking that just somebody that's starting their own business or starting a new relationship or a new, um, avenue when it comes to their their passions do you feel like it's better to just say yes to everything or to how does someone dis- um, have that discretion between this is maybe not right when they're just starting out you know yeah. like how easy it is to kind of just be like I feel like I won't get an opportunity like this do I say yes because who knows it's I think when it. you're starting out and you're just in hustle mode which hustle mode never really dies hence I have adrenal fatigue all the time but <laughs> she really does guys um, I test her <laughs> a lot <laughs> It's 50% meeting business and then 50% meeting. NTP console. Yeah. Which it works. I got to give her five stars there. <laughs> thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> I, you know, it's, I believe, again, if you're being the right way and the right opportunity is coming, I, I, I'm i very much a yes person. Like, let's mm-hmm. do this. Let's try it. See what sticks. But listen to your gut. If you sit down with someone and you're like, this just doesn't feel right or this company is shady or, you know, they don't, their return policy is weird. Any little things like that where you know you're going to be embracing their brand or their voice yeah. or whatever. As far as working with someone, I'd be hesitant. I always err on the side of, uh, I'm going to be optimistic until you prove me otherwise. Totally, you are. 
Yeah, yeah. maybe to a fault a little bit. <laughs> but it's good. It's good because yeah. it keeps your your mind open and you don't get jaded. Right. Like most people that are in, in the industry, and I think that's a really good quality about yourself. Well, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. I think that you have to remain guarded, but then keep, you know, you don't always need all these big partners. Keep the your, your friends and your people around you that listen to your ideas and are real with you and be like, no, dude, actually that idea sucks. I mean, mm-hmm. we talk about 5,000 new business ideas a day. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't think I've ever like, no, that's horrible. No, I know good. they're always like, just do it because they're all great ideas. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. Um, I don't think there's. I've had some guys. I've had some terrible ones. I'm not. I'm just kidding on that. It's, I think it's, so long as you're you're down to put the hustle behind it and mm-hmm. it fits what you're doing, I'd say yeah. And then you learn a lot. If it fails, then you learn, and that'll probably lead you to the next right thing. For sure. I mean, it, I I think it's just like. The one thing I think, and you know, I'm writing my book on this. It's like, we tend to have just such a disconnect between our gut instinct. Yeah. And so when you're just starting out and you're like, I feel like I have to say yes all the time. Just knowing that line of like, yes, they say yes to opportunity, every chance you can get. But there always is, I, I don't know. I just guess I feel really blessed with this like intuitive red flag that yeah. I can get with people where I see it. And it's like, ah, but some, so many people get burnt that way because they just, they don't listen to the gut or they don't, yeah. maybe don't catch it. I don't know. But sometimes that's a necessary piece of the journey too. Very where you're true. like, oh crap, I, I totally saw all this and now I know. And it's better to have that lesson early on when you've got, you know, X amount of hours and, you know, maybe a few thousand dollars or something smaller versus 10 years from now, you've got tons of time, a huge brand. And now there's this huge mistake you've got to clean up. For sure. So that's a good point. It's, it's, it's this constant balance between like hustle and, and do as much as you can in control and also just letting the path lay out and like the universe kind of take control, Yeah, which I struggle with because our alpha brains want to just, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. Sometimes you just kind of have to. Which was starting your own thing hard for you? I mean, I feel like we started, we <laughs> met at Front Range CrossFit when I was first starting to compete or whatever you want to yeah. call it. And then, um, that we always just like in between snatches, we're talking about what the hell I was doing. And yeah. you were like, Oh my God, I could help you so much. And you didn't know how I yet. Even, why yeah. Didn't have my business? I think I was, mm-hmm. was I with Reebok then? No. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was Barbells for Boobs. I'm not even sure, but, um, yeah, I always saw, cause I was probably on the other side of things. For the yeah. time being, and I remember you coming with like one particular clothing company. And I'm like, ah, dude, they're kind of like this bootleg JV situation. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And you're like, well, I don't know. I'm going to do it. And it did. It turned out being it was, kind of a burn. Yeah. Oh, it was totally. It was a good lesson. <laughs> it was totally a life lesson. You're right. Yeah, I've had many of those. Yeah. That but red flag is, I did not listen to. It's quite serendipitous, I think, that our paths kind of cross and then they kind of now are like, mm-hmm. are where they are now because what you're doing, what I'm doing is so, it's just such a good one-two punch with, our missions overall. Yeah. Um, so I, I truly believe there was no mistake in our, and I love that I got you to read the tarot cards. I did. How cool is that? So I've never gotten my cards read. tarot cards, right? Tarot card. I think so. Tarot cards. I think tarot cards. I've always like been, you know, I grew up a little bit like this is witchcraft. This is the (laughs) devil. And so it's just been this whole new world of energy. And I'm all about like the Vedic astrology and I'm about the, Learning about the stars and all that stuff, I think, is awesome. But G- Gryffindor just always goes crazy <laughs> when I podcast. Um, he's <laughs> you love Gryffindor. I do. Who come say hi? Um, but with the tarot cards, I was so worried to get into it because I just like had had such a bad 
you know, this whole like re- religious upbringing made them feel like so demonic and I yeah. couldn't get over it for a long time. But I finally, I, one of our awesome friends, my photographer, Laura Mahoney, shout out. yeah, she, she's amazing. She takes all my photos that you guys see. She was like, just come and talk. I know that there's something. And it was incredible. Yeah. It was one of the better things. I've, it's been on my mind for a while. I didn't grow up religious or really any sort of framework to do it. Like I was, you just kind of let us be us, which I'm very thankful for my parents. Um, but yeah, there was no big preconceived notion on my end. I was just curious. I had some hesitations. I'm like, oh, there's stuff I don't want to know. But it was so not like that. And the way she operates uh, outside the cards, just like their experience. I just can't say enough good things about her and, and how it genuine so cool. it was. Like I don't she, know how accessible getting those things done are. But I mean, obviously the person matters who does it. I completely agree. So, but that was just a really cool thing. Did you she, learn anything that you want to share? I learned so much. Well, the one thing I really liked, and I have to air out to this side because it was like a, a, a branding detail. Um, she's like, it's more than tarot cards. It's like kind of like I'm illuminating things. Like I'm an illuminator, which she like coined her own terms. And I'm like, oh, I'm cool. Like how Beyonce coined bootylicious. I'm like, you just got on the level. <laughs> so it was so cool to me. I'm like, that's your thing. And she's like, I don't know how it speaks. And um, I think there's such a space You're for You're the illuminator. Is this your name? That's her, that's her name. That's her. It's her name. That's she came up with that. Yeah. Oh. No, no. She was illuminating. Like, she's showing me what's up. Got it. And okay. I just love. This is such a Harry Potter term. <laughs> I just, I'm like, cool. she's like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, make up her own terms. I'm like, this is That's cool. what you do. Like, that's your brand. Yeah. Um, but I just think there's such a space for that in this world. Because whether it's nutrition, everyone's running. If you're depressed, you're running to meds. If you're, you know, everyone's, I feel like, looking for answers in the wrong place. Yeah. And I'm not super privy to the tarot card game and all these things, but I'm huge on like energy and like, again, what you put out there, I just don't have an educated reference of what's what, but now that I'm kind of learning it, it's there. Like yeah. the stars align on again, these cliches, it's, it's a real thing. And the way she goes about it, whether you're super in depth and you understand it or you're new to it, it's awesome. Um, and it can just provide some light on things you probably already know. And push you in the right direction or get you thinking in the right way. It's not going to, change your life this way or that way or, or make anything good or bad. It's yeah. kind of just spreads a light, which I thought was really, really awesome. I love that. And so for me, I just was learning a bunch of like things that I had specific questions for the universe and she helped me with that. But for you, you, you just kind of went in with I like an open mind. Yeah. I was literally like, I've had this, I mean, I kind of grew up with this constant, like, you know, I need to get this done or I need to do this business or I need to like, just have, I'm obsessed with impact. Like, yeah. You were just born that way. I think so. I mean, I think if you know my parents and my dad, like (laughs) it's within us to just, you know, compete and, um, I don't want to say do good because that sounds like over like we're these saints and that's certainly not the case, but, um, I don't know. There's just this pressure within me to, to do something good for the world. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know, like, you know, I've got Kale Alliance and I've got all these charity initiatives and stuff, but there's just something I feel like, I'm not doing professionally that I need to, to get to that next space. And, um, I should have gone in with a little bit, I think more questions that were a little more defined. Um, but it was more along the lines of, you know, is there, is there a greater calling? Is there a greater good? And her answer in a nutshell was like, yes, you know, I see you in the chariot and this is how it can happen. She's like, but you need four or five years to just learn some things and just do this. That seems like forever. That's what I said in my mind. Like, (laughs) no, just tell me four or five years. But I don't think she necessarily meant like, professionally it might have been like personally which one impacts the other yeah um and it was a lot about like helping children and like family and that which are all important things in my life um I don't have kids but I coached for nine years and do you want kids 
I think so. I want to. Yeah. I feel like I have to do this thing for the world first. And I guess I've always put that off in the back burner. Yeah. Um, I might have to pull like a hoda copy and just adopt it at, like fifty. <laughs> but um, I like I said, that's why I think there's this greater good on my shoulder, yeah. and I just got to figure out what it is. It's not about making a million dollars or a billion dollars or or anything like that. It's, it's like, like burden that you have. Yeah, I just feel like it's this calling, and I, I just want to make sure I'm doing the right thing so I can do what is requested. We and I think that the thing sense. part of why we're so similar and the reason I just am so grateful that we met is because few people think the way we do or I think a lot of people do, but maybe they just haven't tapped into it yet or they've just kind of shunted it. I don't know. But I do think that like, it's just kind of the whole never settle. Like you, which is hard. It's so hard. You, it's a blessing and a curse where we're never going to be satisfied, but we're also always going to be pushing and finding what makes us tick and what helps other people around us. Cause we can see and sense when the light is about to like dim on certain things. And it's like, okay, next new moving on next. I did my job. What's next. What's yep. next. And it's like realizing that that's never going to end. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you find that initiative, that big goal that you have, which I think is you haven't tapped into. And I think it's going to be amazing and huge. I don't know. I don't, I wonder if you found it, if you still would be like, okay, now I can have kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. What's funny is, you know, it's signs and awareness. And we're walking to get a meeting this morning because we meet 72 times a day. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> we like really need to get an office. Seriously. We're working we on it, guys. Not one call us. Um, but no, seriously, I was walking to the coffee the, shop today. In the Rhino area in Denver. Okay. <laughs> <A> warehouse. <laughs> and it was a pregnant blonde girl walking with two dogs. And I was like, ugh. And I'm just like, I'm going to somewhat acknowledge that, but not really. And obviously I saw it. And I've been wanting to get another dog. I've got my dog, Cleo, Cleonce, if you don't know. So you, wait, you, you like were gravitating. No, I, she just walked by and I was like, whatever. And I'm just parking, parking the meeting. The second I walked out, she walked by again with, you know, pregnant with two dogs. And I was like, oh, dude, that cannot be a sign. I've got so much stuff to do. Like I'm <laughs> arguing with the universe. And I feel like the more you like put that out arguing, the more it's going to prove you wrong. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just remaining open mind. I'm more concerned about like what's my impact right now. For and sure. Perhaps that's the thing I have to learn. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I love it. Again, we struggle with this. Like, I want to know. I want to record. I want to do this. Just tell me what it is, and like, just pack a helmet and be ready for what's next. Like, yeah. it's such a juggling act. Did you see my post? I can't remember what it was, but it was like, if you for anyone that's aspiring to be an entrepreneur or start their own business, it's like. When you, it, one, I posted a little bit today about, like, stop putting out shit. In I the saw universe. that. That was good. Jesus. I commented. Yeah, I saw. The okay. little hands. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's true. Like, when you start putting out to the universe what you want and you manifest and you visualize, like, that shit, it's going to happen. So yeah. be ready for when it happens. And I think so many people are like, oh, shit. Like, I just, oh, <laughs> my God. Like, totally, like, everything that they wanted it is happening. Started. And now they're totally, like. This is too much stress. I can't handle this. I don't know what to do. So, like, you got to be ready. Like, it right. is just... It, Laura did say that, too. She's like, you got to be careful. That's why I think I've surrendered where I'm like, dude, just tell me what I need. Like, yeah. I'm here. I'm ready for whatever Give me it is. all the adrenal support. Yes, give me <laughs> tequila and adrenal support and energy. That's all that I need. And a workout space. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and you, I mean, you are really good at balance. So, you, you're a good most job. Most of the time. Most of the time. Maybe a little bit too much tequila, but for the most part... <laughs> Maybe just a little. Maybe a little more liver support is needed, but it's true. Like you can't, do you feel like you struggle with, um, this is something I struggle with, but you can't, there's no turning it off. Oh, hell yeah. So like, how do we, is it just, 
Like, how do you turn it off? I mean, I think you can sleep when you're dead. Like, you, time is of the <laughs> essence. And I know that's not, like, what the doctor wants to tell you. But, like, that's seriously, like, when, when you get in the thick of whatever you want to be doing, and you're so effing excited, whether it's talk about a zipper on a new bag or, like, this new nutrition or your workout or this book. If you're just in the zone and you're just excited to do what you're doing... Like, you don't want to turn it off. No. Like, I don't even want to sleep. My body's shutting down. But, like, there's so much awesome stuff happening right now. And I just want to talk to these companies and talk about these 50 things you want to do. Yeah. And you just get so into it. But, yes, it's important to take a breather. How do you do that? seize the day. What's uh, your breather? I don't know. I have to Google how to take a break. Um, I, uh, my dog has been huge for me because, it's like, she needs a walk or she throws major attitude or she'll go dig a hole in my new lawn. <laughs> so she'll find ways to be like, F you, pay attention to me. Universe, slow KO down. Totally. Yeah. She's totally the boss. Um, so that's been really good. Um, I think just, again, little things like the tarot cards or like our conversation or just my health. Like it's another thing, Laura said, she's like, you know, we make ourselves sick with, sick with worry and stress. And this. so I know consciously, like you got to just take a break. So it is, it's, and being present is something I really tried to work on where I'm not yeah. in a meeting and then t- thinking about the next 50 things I have to do, which is always the case. Um, that's hard. That's oh, a so hard practice to get into for so sure. It's almost like a responsibility you've got to just take hold of. Yeah, it and is. And know that it's part of this is, your training. This is part of this meeting is like knowing that this is all that matters. Right. I've been really working on that too. That's good. Because then when you do do something, whether it's a sponsor or part of your job or just a workout... You want to be a hundred percent when you're within that. Yeah. And you'll know that in your training, your audience will know that if you're doing a commercial or something like that, like it all kind of fits together. For sure. Uh, I do think when it comes to working out, that's obviously, you know, how I feel about your, um, your recovery and like all that. So you just got knee surgery. Yeah. And so that was kind of forced you to slow down. Mm-hmm. But I do worry if you like, cause working out the way we work out isn't, a good disconnect. <laughs> it's hard. No, especially when most of my business ties into that. So I'm sitting there like rapping about biz while I'm doing deadlifts. Like that's what you said. Literally. <laughs> but I don't, but again, it's like I want to. It's never worked to I'm me. Sure. Like I really want to hear about it's exciting. what the hell's going on. Yeah. For sure. Um but I've tried to be more present. It's there's almost no way I'm never gonna not talk. I mean, we do the do more charity challenge. So if I'm warming up, Skip and I are talking about that, or you know, there's three people that have businesses that we work alongside how's your you know social media what's this and do you um just because I know this is a topic especially for someone starting a business do like I don't know this about you I know almost everything about you but do you have a lot of doubt self-doubt for anything um yeah and that always plays a role but coming off we're kind of jumping back to like your initial question like was it hard coming out of college? You know, I had a phenomenal coach and she was really good about, you know, just being a strong female and being competitive amongst the team and all these great things. But it was very like a control in my life, which I think is totally normal. But I grew up in a very like, you know, I had a job at 16. I just always was doing my own thing. My parents were never like super strict or hands on. Um, and I just wanted stuff. So I, that kept me on path. So when I experienced that, I came out of college and I was like, F this boss thing. Like, there's no, I don't care what I have to do. I'm never going to have a boss. I didn't have a plan for CRS lacrosse. Like, I just did it. And I'm like, figure yeah. it out. Who the hell cares? So I didn't really take the time to, like, be scared, as simple as that sounds. Um, having that experience when I started K-Lines, I was like, shoot, you know, am I going to do this all from step one again? And it was either take a nine to five, which was there's no way I could have my impact, like, what I'm supposed to do, like, through that. Yeah. Um, and I'd probably be making a lot more money right now if I did, but like 
but you wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be my full self. So as hard as it is sometimes, and this leap of faith is so hard, but you have to know, like, if you have X amount of hours in your life and you chop that up to like whatever salary you make over that lifetime, you know, is $50,000 or $100,000 or $20,000, is it worth it for you not to follow your heart and not, not do your dream? Yeah. There's no way. And then if you know you're not, if you're, if you're super passionate about something and you're doing it, you love it. Like if you're out golfing or this and that. You take those few hours where you're really happy and you're whole versus the hours you're working, you're miserable. Like, is that worth your life? That's a good point. You know, I mean, it's brutal when you think about it, and it's the answer is always no. So you just yeah. need to again pack your helmet and figure out a way. Did you think? Did you think about KO Alliance starting? How long? Do you have a time reference of how long you were? No, like ten minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it just was... happened. I almost think the longer you think about it, yeah. the worse it gets. And totally. so, so many people are like, "It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I just gotta." get XYZ in order or, um, you know, I don't know. I just feel like there's almost the more time you allow human error and human mm-hmm. thought process to be included, the less likely it is to happen. Yeah. Cause I, I did the same. Like I was at 24 hour fitness. I started out at a front desk cause they wouldn't hire me. <laughs> Oh man, so fired. Oh god. No um, And then I was also working at U Shampooch, washing you remember this? <laughs> washing I love dogs. Animals so much. I know. Anyway. I know. I'm I mean, really good at washing dogs. Um and then started as a trainer and that's when I met Wade and Wade was like, You should start your own thing. And it was like within as soon as I had already wanted to, I think I had mentioned it and he kinda of confirmed it and it was like within seven days probably. You just gotta do. My just dad had happen. would always say paralysis by analysis. And if you knew my family, it's funny because like they would say that we had play, we did. That. I'm like they they were flying by the seat of their pants. They had like four kids. What's in paralysis by analysis? Where you're paralyzed because you're overanalyzing stuff. Oh, like you just, you just gotta do it and and you just figure it out. Yeah. And I mean, every financial advisor and business person would be like, no, you gotta have a plan on this, which you kind of do. But also like. Dude, the, the more real your hustle is and you need to pay rent, the more motivated you are. Oh, so. my God. I love talking about that. That's like totally Barbara from Shark Tank. She's like, does your life depend on this? Exactly. And when people are like, no, it's my side job, she's automatically out. Because it's like yeah. until you have that feeling of I'm not going to make rent, until I'm not going to not gonna be able to feed my cat or my kid, whatever it is that you have, it's like that's when things – that's when shit gets real. Yeah. Like, and then you're committed. And oh, then you're, you're all you're in. And stuff comes at you. And The survival. We should coin. What can we call that term? This like survival. It's total survival instinct, it's, but it comes to, it comes down like to like. jump or not. Or, yeah. It's like a total entrepreneur. Sh- oh shit moment that yeah. we all have had to have. And the, the businesses that are on the side that are kind of fun. Woo woo. Are just not as going to, they're never going to be able. I mean, I guess I don't know examples. I can't say never. I feel like to me when it speaks to me, it's like your turn at the K grader. Like you just need to go up there, <laughs> go as long as you can, don't Own lose, it. Yeah. stick on it. Like, Own it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like embrace what it is and go. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do, is there other, like would you stick with KO Alliance outside of like, you know, I have all these business ideas. Is there another business that you want to start eventually? Oh, man. So, I've always, well, it's funny, I've, I've always wanted to do an apparel line, kind of trailing from that, you know, industry. I think there's a ton of opportunity there. Um, I can't wait to make my own jeans. It's good. Jeans need to happen. 
I want to do um, briefcases that are like all kinds of cases for different things that are yeah. super stylish and awesome. That's crazy. It is super random, but it's always... You just... Okay, guys. Like, we have to talk about this. <laughs> Suitcases. Let's not just... That doesn't just no, walk cases. by. It, cases. For sorry. anything. Briefcases. But like super like... um Like, like the 007. No, like super like um stainless steel, clean. Like your lot. It can be super skinny like your laptop or thick enough or a bunch of cash you're rolling around like P. Diddy for an Indian to buy a house. Anything. Rap videos. Well, so... I'm sitting, my ass is burning up right now so bad. So this is, so a, you, you want to train this? No, I'm scared. No, it's amazing. So this is called a biomat. And it literally, I found this at the Nutritional Therapy Association Conference. <laughs> and it was, I was so stressed because it was just like, you're on the whole time. And that's kind of how we are. And I don't know how to switch, if you haven't listened to episode two, do it from sympathetic to parasympathetic. So stress to unstress. I'm just so off on that. I'm never yeah. going to be able to find that. But this mat, when I sat on it, it was like this chakra, my heart chakra. Like, I swear to God, it, I could visualize it. Felt like it just anchored into the root of the earth. And, oh. it, and they have these stones. So look, it's like these. Should um, I be sitting on yeah, it? Yeah, we're going to switch. Let's oh, switch. Okay. I wonder if you'll be able to oh tell the difference in during the podcast. Oh my god, my butt. It's warm? It's so warm. So you can make it as high as you want. It kind of weirds me out. I'm sitting in your warm seat. That's gross. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. It's just, I don't know if you feel this then, but when I sat on it, I was like... I mean, it's comfortable. Oh, I was instantly just like, <laughs> oh. enjoy it. Let me know. Okay. A little too, it makes me so... It has infrared in it, so it improves circulation. Oh, oh I kind of do kind of feel... That's yeah. weird. It's crazy, right? So yeah. anyway, that was, that's my um my new thing that kind of helps oh, you turn sp- off. Isn't this light? Kind of? That light's aggressive. <laughs> it's really aggressive. <laughs> I thought I was getting tan, so I didn't want to no. move it. <laughs> <laughs> All we want in our life is to be jacked and tan and successful. Is there anything else? <laughs> um, okay, so talk about uh, networking. So if somebody, I know a lot of my ambassadors, they kind of feel like, you know, of course I have this awesome community and if anyone wants more, they can find it. But what if they kind of are on their own? Like they're in a town, a smaller town, or they don't really have people that speak their language or are in the industry with them. What do you suggest? Like, cause networking is huge. It's huge. Everything is who you know and how you treat people. Um, so I think if you, you know, are in a situation where you don't think there's a lot of connect, um, again, get online, YouTube, I mean, Facebook, every, there's opportunity. If, if there's a will, there's a way, like there is something within, um, reach that you can reach out to if it's making a post on your Facebook page or LinkedIn is a great, you know, basic business resource. Um, anything like that and, and building that team and your, and this is kind of like a whole other leg to kind of segue back to two questions at some point as another business venture, I do want to write, um, like a handbook for influencers, like a guide just cause I'm having these same conversations over and over. And it's just like a really easy, how to, you know, find your voice, how to monetize it and how to kind of like keep that going. When, when um, can we expect that? <laughs> well, as soon as you give me a breather <laughs> for um, everything. No, um, soon. I want to say within like the next three months, like just something like relatively easy to just get things going. Then I'll have probably legs off that um, as we learn stuff. Cause I don't think a lot of like what we're doing is happening right now or yeah. no one's at least tracking it. And I think um, the best thing we can do is kind of like, share the journey so people can you know positively impact the world accordingly cliches again would you say building your brand is that technically yeah i think i i I struggle with that because it sounds so businessy and to me like you're doing this to make money and have a living but it really is again about that impact so yes it's very much building your brand but that also sometimes translates to how do i turn into be something or how do i be a certain way where really i to me it's always like embrace the brand like if you you know eat junk food and listen to heavy metal and love dogs like Great, that's your audience. Like, I'm not going to change you. Yeah. yeah. 
um, and just embracing who you are. So all these larger metaphors around. Can I tell you something that's super, it's going to sound like I'm so high, but I was, <laughs> last night I was at 24 Hour Fitness to do a workout because it was Easter. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, here you go. Here's your LaCroix. We're sharing LaCroix. Coconut LaCroix. I used to hate it. But now They're I not like a sponsor. It. No more shout outs. No, I'm just, just kidding. You're right. <laughs> Fish. My, my brain manager. <laughs> um, so I was at 24 Fitness. It was Easter. They were the only ones open. So I was like, this is awesome. I'm just going to go drop in, do my thing. And I just felt like, you know, all day I posted it, but it was like, whatever your religion, commit 100%. And I just was in the middle of a handstand. And I was, some, you know what, there's like good handstand days, bad handstand days. Mm-hmm. Have you They're all bad for me. <laughs> Gymnastics is not an Olsen thing. I've been really good at holding. That's good. Um, but there was something, it was so crazy. Every time I took my eyes off of the dot that I was looking at, I would fall. And it just, I know that sounds so simple, but it literally was like, we tend to get so scattered. So it was like, you know, this, it's just this huge metaphor for everything in my life and everything that, whether it's your fitness protocol or your nutrition protocol or your macro split, like mm-hmm. I think so many people are like so excited and motivated and want to kind of do a little bit of everything, which I, of course, you know, I'm I'm guilty of that. But like when you actually put all of your energy into one thing, it works. It was Mm -hmm. like, I held, it was like the longest handstand I've ever held. It was like, but it made me think like how many people struggle with that? Like I just some all over the place, but I, how do they find that voice? How do they pick that? What's your best advice for that? I think just making it as simple as possible. And like, when you think about something, what just speaks to your heart? Like what makes you so excited, whether it's cookies or driving or driving in traffic and you want to find a better way or anything that doesn't have to make sense. You don't need to have, have the how of how you're going to make it work. It's just what, like, when you think about it, you're so effing excited to wake up in the morning and, and do this. Like if somebody said you could do this the rest of your life, you'd be like, Oh my God, this is so amazing. That's like your thing. Um, there was a good quote in follow me now. Uh, I think it was sister act two and it was Whoopi Goldberg talking to Lauren Hill. And she's like, if you want to wake up in the morning, all you could think about is being in the ice capades. And she's like, don't mock it. It was very cool back in the day. Then that's what you're meant to do. It was about Lauren Hill being a writer. I can't remember, but she's basically saying like, if you want to be in the ice capades and that's what you wake up and think about, dude, that's what it is. Like, don't overcomplicate your thinking with all this stuff. Like, what is it that you really want to do? Whatever it is. And nine times out of 10, it's probably something really, really unique that hasn't been explored yet. And there might be a whole avenue for, for that one thing. Yeah. Um, so I think just shifting that thinking in itself changes everything. I love that. Uh, do you think that if they don't know, but feel like there is something asking the people around you, that could be like a way, like, I think the people around me know me more than I know myself sometimes. Like, they know my reactions when I open up my tea closet. By the way, guys, it's not a tea cabinet. It's a tea closet. <laughs> Our clothes are in the kitchen. Tea's in the closet. It's so bad. There's so many teas. And I never, like, I get so freaking excited. When I but that's your jam tea. then. That's your it's thing. like herbal medicine and trying to help people. And like, yeah, it's like, so, but I wouldn't know that until I would see when Bradford would say, like, oh my God, you're so excited about this. Like, yeah, yeah, I am. This actually makes me really happy. Like, Well, I think when you're with ourselves, obviously all day long, so you get desensitized to stuff. So I think I'm always better at giving advice versus following even my own protocols. I do, but I just get, usually I'm working for people that are doing it. So it's mine takes the back seat, which is fine and what I choose, but I forget kind of what it is I'm even saying. So you do need those people around you. But what's so great, like working with someone like, like you, it's like our hustle similar, our wants are similar. Like 
when we meet and you're enthusiastic and you're excited about this and this, like that transcends to me and I hope it does vice versa. And it's so good to just have that kind of raw energy and be like, dude, your energy's off today or what's going on with this or tell me about yeah. this idea. And so I do think those around you that you can trust that keep you grounded and keep you excited are huge. They can certainly kind of harness the vision for you. That is weird for me because I, I'm, you know, I started out tra- with trainers all around me and a mm-hmm. gym full of, yeah, I don't know, 300 people at a time. And then you go and you start your own business and it's like just you and a client. And you're like, oh my God, yeah. like you almost miss that social piece a lot. So that's probably why we get coffee so much. Well, well I think you got to, you got to keep it social. And seriously, whether that's going to CrossFit and training, find, and if someone, if you're looking for a community, go do stuff. And whether it's playing cards or going to the park with your dog, like yeah. be open, have your energy open and like things will come to you, like get to meet people. Uh, if you're on an airplane, take advantage of, I mean, I always hate the talker, but I've had probably three business things come off situations like that. So, yeah. um, there's tons of opportunity to connect. You just have to be aware of it. For sure. And just always, I, you know, I think we tend to, one thing I see a lot with a lot of people, we kind of already have mapped out a plan or we think we know the right plan. Mm-hmm. And when things get derailed, it's like, oh no, that's not really what, it, it's not time for that. Or that's not on the radar. Right. It, there is no radar. Yep. Just embrace what's You're, coming. Yeah. It's Figure all it out. All over the place. I think the best thing uh, that's an advantage, if you can't operate on the fly and adjust to what opportunities coming at you, I mean, something's coming at you for a reason. Um, a lot of these big corporate giants and these structured things, all this red tape and strategy, you know, can't do it. So that's like your, that's your avenue. Like yeah. find a way to, you know, satisfy that need and you don't have 25 people to go through and it might cost you a little more and may take a little t- more time, but you're starting to develop something, if that makes sense. Can someone that's a more type A personality, um, do you think that they have a way to learn that? That come what Letting way? go? Letting go. Oh, gosh. Flat dresses. I yeah. have one for that. <laughs> I, I, I think it's, I mean, this is something I'm kind of dealing with where, I mean, I love socialization. It's so key for who I am, but um, just being like open, being present, being calmed down. Um, I don't I always say like you attract what you are, you yeah. know, and surrounding yourself around the right people. So yeah, I, I think you can learn, anyone can learn anything. It's a matter if you really want to learn it or not. And a lot of us, some things I'm like, no, I don't want to learn that. No time. Like, that's boring to me or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and then it usually circles back around. I'm like, shit, I should learn that. <laughs> are you good at this? I don't know why I thought about this, but are you good at morning rituals? Do you have a morning ritual? I hate the morning. Number one. I'm such a night owl. Well, okay. So I've been reading. Did I tell you about this yet? Oh, I, I totally did. Did you? Uh, so I listened to this podcast with, I've been listening to Sean Croxton's podcast. Oh, okay. He's really great. He used to be underground wellness. And now he does, um, these conversations. I think it's so, Sean Croxton sessions and it was with this doctor that talked about chronotypes so how you are when you sleep and as a nutritional therapist I'm like a huge believer in getting people's cortisol rhythms it's supposed to be around 8 a.m it's a little bit higher and it slowly drops and then at night it's lower and you can use supplementation to help work with that and you can use light exposure and vitamin d3 to help adjust that but he says like intuitively there's people that are insomniacs there's people that are not morning persons, person, yeah, people, people, <laughs> not morning people, people. Um, the, so like the wolves are like the night out, the night owls, the typical, like I can work really well around four to 6 PM and I just mm-hmm. like go, I crush and I don't like waking up in the morning. And that's so me. That's a hundred percent. me. And so then the other chronotypes, you guys should listen to this. It's a great book. I just got the book called the power of when, um, there's dolphins that are the, um, 
insomniacs and then mm-hmm. there's lions who wake up the, the people that I'm so jealous of the people yeah. that wake up at 5 a.m. They're like, yes, let's start the day. Let's do I'm it. Like I'm going to punch you in the face. By the time yeah. it's 8 a.m., they have more work done than I just have just figured out my first cup of coffee. I haven't even picked like, out my outfit yet. Oh my God. It's crazy. Yeah. And so I've always, and I love that what he said, he just talks about like, you know, you know, people tend to say like entrepreneurs, they're the ones that wake up early and get the grind on, yeah. get the hustle on. And I'm like, so I'm never going to be that person. And I always have secretly hated myself for that because I'm like, fuck, if I want to be, the per- if I want to yeah. be successful, then I need that. I need that. And when I heard him say that, I was like, oh, my God, I love you. Yeah. Like, that is so, it's just who I am. I just refuse to be a morning person. It's I just, well, I think all these things out there are, like, giving you, this is what this means. And this, like, it's always good frame reference. But at the end of the day, like, never mind. Like, you're yeah. not in control of it. You're not going to tell me I'm not going to be successful because I hate waking up early. Like, it's next case. It's more motivating, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to prove you wrong. And, yeah. like, whatever your, you know, antiquated view of whatever is, it's, he's probably an older gentleman that is, went to school 27 years ago. But, um, I don't know. Again, I think it's all good to know, but like you need to just do what you want to do and not don't put a label on it. Random side tangent. Did you have a lot of people that kind of doubted you and said a lot of like, well, my blessing and my curse is I'm not the best listener. So I don't, if you're saying it's not going to happen, like I'm probably not listening anyways. On the flip side, you know, there's a lot of things I should have listened to and like good advice along the way. And I've been so blessed to have really great mentors and really great people, you know, just, give guidance or you know lend time and energy or help me with certain things um but stuff I should listen to but I, I think I'm very much someone that's got to go through a journey and learn the hard way for sure and so that's just what it is so yeah. um yeah I'm sure I had doubters thankfully like I said my, my parents were always supportive you know you don't necessarily have a plan unless you're just starting this random business and it's like okay well you just you know graduated from you know a hundred thousand dollar school and da 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 like what's they the love plan? what you're doing now Oh, yeah, they absolutely. And it's so awesome. You know, my dad trains and my mom and brothers own um, a youth swim school that kills it. And it's all kind of I think it's within our blood to work with people and and be in sort of like a coaching fitness situation. Um, So, yeah, it all kind of fits. But it was very always like hands off. And if I am ever a parent, I hope that I would be or I would be that way of, you know, my parent. God, I just can't. I always reference my mom at least once in every podcast because she's at least my mom's listening to my podcast. Hey, mom. Yeah. uh, But my mom and dad just like total grinders. Like they never, they didn't complain. They just worked a lot. Yeah. So I just, you know, when I think about like how obviously my personality, I've always, I think my first job I was 13. I think it was illegal. (laughs) Still breaking the law. But it was like. You know, I just always had to have a job and I never just had one job. I had three jobs because I would get bored if I worked 40 hours at one job versus 20, 20, 10 at three jobs. So I just have always seen, I think it's just so what we see our parents do. Yeah. I'm really grateful for that role model. I think that, that learning that early on is so awesome. If you really do see that hustle and you understand it early on, it doesn't change. Like even as you know, because you become more and more successful every this year for us technically officially working together. I mean, your hustle never stops. And I so appreciate that about you because as a manager, there's only so much I can do and say, and like, unless you're really going to do it. And I've had this with accounts, you know, they'll get busy or they won't do some things and it's kind of a miss and it doesn't necessarily set me up for success, but at the heart of it, it's, it's still on the person, the, the influencer, the brand owner, the company, whatever that, you still have to do, the hustle never stops. Even if you're big and famous and making all this money, it's almost, you know, mo money, mo problems. Like you got to do more things. And it's, I feel like it almost gets more and more chaotic, but the hustle does not stop. No, I don't know really. I mean, I kind of, I've 
feel like that word got so overused, like, you know, keep grinding, keep hustling. And yeah. I do think, but it's just like this different, like this self-belief that I've had to, and I didn't really know if I should talk about this, but this is why I really and want you should. I know. This is why I really want to get you to do, uh, this is a crazy thing, guys. I feel like I have to disclaim this a little bit, but like, <laughs> I, I am not a drug person at all and I haven't done any drugs, but when I got offered to do this ayahuasca ceremony. Oh, yeah last summer right after a big breakup it was just this really like a perfect kind of timing of I have so much doubt in who I am and I don't know why I have this doubt but I do and so I got offered to do the ceremony and it was the most terrifying thing I've ever done but it also was really really good and I think that you would really like it I, well, I mean, I, again, if something keeps showing up I think in your world like there's some meaning to that and it's I'm definitely open to it I'm someone that's you know just drugs are never my thing like I love tequila and having fun and whatnot <laughs> responsibly um but it's and not from a moral stance they're just it was just never my jam yeah. but something like this you know even in silicon valley they're doing microdoses of um hallucinogenics for creativity routes so it's I kind of a little bit more research on that i think i know a lot a, of well, i mean i'm not like, advising any of this don't yeah, get me wrong. I, know, I, know. I just like hearing all things of what different you know companies and trendsetters are doing whether i agree or disagree is you know it doesn't really matter. It's just kind of knowing what's out there. So if that's something that piques your interest, I mean, it is happening. And I do think there's benefit for the right person, the right fit. And um, for myself, I do think at some point that'll be a, you know, a bridge yeah. that I cross because I think it's, I know, I think it was, things. you know, it should be a thing that you do like at a crossroads. And I kind of want to bring someone on that can talk about ayahuasca a little bit more in depth because it's, you know, technically it's like a medicine. It's like, it's not just yeah. a drug, a hallucinogenic. It's like, this is a ceremony. It's a very spiritual journey that you're about to go on. And holy shit, it was a journey. <laughs> I like wanted to, I just wanted it over. <laughs> just, really? Like, there was so many moments, Kale. I just, I gave the, my, I wish you guys could see me. My description of what I look like. I was like, I had this like hippie drug rug around me in the middle and I just like was oh my god gripping onto the wall like please let this be over because I'm a control freak yeah and I this is what I realized how much of a control freak I am so this is why I'm really successful in certain endeavors but it's also it could so easily be my downfall yeah because I can't control what people think of me oh shit this person doesn't like me like oh my god I'm gonna take this personally like yeah. all these things that I had to let go and I couldn't and so when I had this moment I remember it so vividly so like the medicine starts, you drink it, it tastes like molasses asshole. And you <laughs> oh, drink man. it and you, paleo. I know, paleo, right. Um, and you just kind of wait for it to happen. Again, you don't, I have no idea what to expect because I've never had an experience like this before. This is like the first thing I've ever done outside of edibles. Um, and <laughs> you just like wait for it. And then you start to feel these things and it feels really good and warm and fuzzy. And then all of a sudden something happens and you're like, you either let it happen which is this moment I had, I had to talk to myself. Like you're literally having this internal dialogue that feels like it's out loud where I'm like, I have to let go. And I don't know how, like you were like the people around you. Am I going to puke? Am I going to be upsetting the people around me? Like, what am yeah. I going to do? And I had to just, I remember I had to exhale everything out and just let it happen. And when I did that, which is such an analogy for a larger metaphor. Yes. Yeah. And everything in my life, it was, it was magical. I had like these incredible, incredible Harry Potter slash <laughs> avatar moments. Scientifically speaking. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Like, you know, and that's when it happened, but there's so many people that have these bad experiences yeah. because they can't let it go. And I think that's what it taught me. And I don't think I need that right now. I don't think I need to do that journey again. 
but for anybody that's like in that transition, I think that that's what was really positive about it. It just was like, wow, I am a control freak and I need yeah. to learn how to let it go. Are you a control what? freak? Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. I think it depends on what it is. Some yeah. things I'm super laid back on, like whatever. I'd say most things. Um, my business, obviously, because I'm responsible for others and very like, I don't want to say controlling. I just feel, I feel like a very, uh, a need to protect is yeah. kind of like what comes to mind. Like I have to protect the situation, the coaching. I feel that way with my, my little lacrosse kids. Um, and funny enough, sorry, I'm a professional segue, but, um, when I met with Laura and she's like, you know, coaching and working with youth, da, 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 one of my little lacrosse kids had texted me that night just out of the blue, which was so weird. I have a couple circle. Cool. Yeah. But in, in general, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. But I might have to ask those around me. Yeah. Maybe no, about I don't certain think things. I just, I wonder, do you think I'm a control freak? About certain things, yeah. <laughs> oh my For God, sure. Are you a crazy control freak? Uh, Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you kind of have to be. Like, you have to hold a standard. I yeah. mean, I, I think so is Oprah and so is Madonna. Like, yeah. they shit rides on their name. I just, I know what I like and I know what I don't. And I think it's a good thing and it's also a bad thing. Well, I think you can be responsible. What is this beeping? There's, there's, there's a big party going on. Um, downtown, like, right across from Forest Hills, so it's always a party. Hang on one yeah. sec. What did yeah, we leave I just on? think the, me being a control freak. Oh, yeah, that's right. I had to just go shut the windows because it was oh, too loud. Hey, you're not controlling at all. <laughs> I can't control it. <laughs> I was like, the universe stepped in and being like, yeah, dude, you are. I know, I'm working on it. I do think I'm I just, don't think it's a bad thing. I appreciate that. I think it can be. I'm def- I definitely am aware of when it can be. My thing with everything is, like, I'd always rather have to tone you down than pep you up, whether it's, like, confidence, hustle, like, because it's so hard to, like, get someone to do something versus, like, okay, let's just take a breather, like, let's just back it off, so, I don't know, some things you just gotta embrace and then let it it happen. Yeah. Um, Okay, what was your other quote, your favorite quote of something that's, like, been really inspiring like your B alpha kind of mantra. Um, one of my favorite ones is Benjamin Franklin. I rather it be said that he, he lived usefully than died rich. Um, because again, we are this is business and everything's make money and blah. But it's like, is your shit useful? Like, does it matter? Like, are yeah. you impacting things? Um, and that's always resonated with me. And I'm not a big like historian or presidential or <laughs> any of that. Like, unless it's like post Beyonce era, probably not checked <laughs> in. Um. You mean post-Destiny's job? Post-Destiny, true. Good job. Good <laughs> job. I actually it. saw the best thing. Does anyone know Days and New? Do you know that band? No. Exactly. So <laughs> when I was in college, they were headliner for Destiny's Child, this little, um, was it 930 Club in D.C.? Shout out to anyone in D.C. Um, and uh, Pink. So oh I just thought that goodness. was amazing. So I've technically seen Beyonce now like three times. Yeah, you so have. basically BFFs. You are? Yeah. So you is she your role model? Ah, no, Madonna is for sure. Madonna, the way yeah. she's managed to stay relevant, like, love or hate her music, like, she's there. Yeah. Um, But I, I have a lot of, like, little different things I feel like I pull from. Beyonce's yeah. within the mix. Okay. She has the best win fam, I feel like, her and Mariah. And your favorite person, like, right now that you're, like, following, tracking, is kind of motivated by? Oh, gosh. I'm not, um... I do read all your stuff. It is my job, but I do actually think it's quite motivational and it resonates. Yeah. I think you do a phenomenal job, obviously. Um, And I don't take credit from that on the branding side at all in your genuine voice. Thanks, Gail. You know, even on my K Alliance team, it's, we've talked about this, my lens for bringing 
I don't know if I covered this already, but you, the flips on one side, we work with the corporates and help companies activate the fitness space. And on the other side, I built out this team um, where they're the middle of the road. I want to say influencers. They may not have, you know, the followers you have, or they may have more, they may have way less, but um, it's all like my varsity human beings that just have a voice and they want to, you know, chase our dream and, and whatnot. So we work together. It's kind of the community. Um, so all those guys, I, you know, I, I keep track and I follow, you know, yeah. what they're doing, what they have to say, what's going on. They're all, you know, personal friends and homies and we've trained together, been friends for gosh, at least five years. Um, and they're all, they all kind of have their own hustle. So I, I watch mm-hmm. all their stuff. For sure. Um, it's pretty much it as far as. This is such a brand, but, um, I told you a little bit about it. I'm going to have Dr. Missy do a podcast with me. Oh, good. She's done some videos for the 21 day challenge that I run. Just awesome PT, but she's really into essential oils. Anyway, frankincense, I feel like I used to hate it. Yeah. I used to hate the smell. And I was wondering why I hated the smell of it. And then we looked into it and it was a lot of this emotional block. And so I've been putting it on every single day. And I and, like it. And I've noticed my, I've been way more vocal about my emotional kind of, I don't know, like this internal struggle in my posts lately. I've been a lot more like, you know. Emotion posts? Yeah. Like okay. I'm okay with talking, you know, like it's so easy to get caught up in what you should post as a business. Yeah. What directs traffic and everyone gets so caught up in it. It's just so frustrating. Yeah. And just, I think that's my last piece of advice for someone trying to find their voice is like, it's literally your voice. It's not what somebody says you should post to monetize something. It's not, you know, this kind of strict rule book of like, how you tag and how you Mm -hmm. plug and who you follow. It's like, it has to just be what is speaking to your soul that day and put it on, on whatever it it is, whatever thing you have to say, like, that's what it is a hundred percent. And it's so easy for me to get, you know, to sometimes forget that, but I feel like I've just been really lucky to always come back to that. Like, this is who I am at my very core. And this is, what people need to hear and that like I can I love that when people are like god that post you said or that podcast you did like that spoke to me like that means so so much to me well it's you and it's it's hard to be vulnerable and put it all out there but you do have to remember too whether it's a sponsor or an audience or whatever like they were fans are listening to you from the get-go for a reason like because it was you so as you know your situation grows your your visibility grows your partnerships grow you've got to cling to like where you originated and what your original voice was because letting all that stuff in will shape shift you a little bit into different avenues. And it's, it's true when you've got, you know, Emily's been fortunate enough to have, you know, some larger companies really care and it's awesome. It's great visibility for everyone. And there's a strategy and responsibility to it. And we work to keep it um, as authentic as possible, which is, is easy, but it's still, again, not doing what you're supposed to do, but really what's there and not worry. And if we yeah. lose a sponsor along the way or something doesn't fit, then so be it. Have you noticed that that happens with a lot of your clients or new people? Where they um, are who they are, and then it kind of yeah changes. You, it's I. Well, I mean, you go. Off, I mean, again, most of these guys I know so well, and so they've always kind of been who they are, and it doesn't really change. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I hate saying fame, but when notoriety happens, or you have this responsibility to like kind of carry a message to somebody else, um, it's easy to get caught, caught in it. And not too, it's not usually ego. It's I just want to do this right. So I feel yeah. like I should do what I should be doing versus me because that might be wrong. Well, they hired you for being you, so you need to be you. Um, and anytime there is, like, I start to see that change. Keep in mind, I don't do a lot of talent management. Like, you're even with Emily, she's like, all right, can we do this now? And I was like, no, nah, just be on the team and not. Because anyone on my team, there's no contracts. I take no kickbacks. Like, they're, it's all as pure as it can be. They're just 
there. And if I align a deal for them, I don't take any percentage. I worked on the flip side work with the company to help activate them yeah. and get into this all later. But um, I didn't really want to bring on talent because I didn't want to deal with that. And fortunately, like I've never had to deal that with you. Um, and most of people on my team, it, they really are just grounded. I've seen it a little and I usually just kind of shy away and I let them kind of go down that yeah, journey. Yeah, the whole like you can sense that with people. Like, yeah. And then I, and then I know the audience is going to see it. Yeah. So then I don't, I don't push it. Like I kind of just let it work out because yeah. it's not, it's not shoppable. Like yeah. the, and it, it's so, you can do so much damage that way that you can't do the damage control to reverse it. Uh-huh. Um, so I won't push them essentially. Yeah. Um, true. I kind of let it just work out. Oh man. Good stuff. Carol. <laughs> is that Any good? Any last minute things that we can kind of give them as we, um, I would say if you really are trying to, to kind of be your own voice and build your own brand, whether you have two followers or 10 million or whatever, stay true to yourself, be kind. Um, if you, uh, at some point I will have something out there as far as like creating those relationships, but work with companies and people that you genuinely endorse their product. You genuinely use it. And even if they're not looking for somebody, you know, look up your favorite bar of protein and seek those relationships yourself. You don't necessarily need someone to do it for you until you get to the next level. Um, but just taking hold of what you want. As yeah. general as that sounds, like just life's too short to not try. It's so true. And yeah. I love what you, the biggest piece of advice is honestly like, um, your voice is just who you are at your being. Like yeah. stop trying to mold yourself to somebody else. Like yeah. what you said about be, doing what lights you up. That's so huge. Yeah. What's your spirit animal? I don't know. I thought it was a squirrel, but then you said no. Um, and when I had my cards read, weasel came up and the reading on that was quite... I gave it to you. You did. And antelope. Um, So I don't know. I've always loved raccoons though. Or goat. That's another one. I love goats. I want to get a baby goat so bad. So you potentially are every animal. Yep. I think I'm my dog fiance. I told you that. Do you want me to look up weasel? Sure. Okay. I have it wherever my phone is. I have the reading, but it's like a two page reading. Well, it's the last. Oh, the whole, the tarot cards? Yeah. Um, well, let me look into those. Uh, Antelope, weasel, and what else? Um, antelope, weasel. Well, I thought I was squirrel, but antelope and weasel came well, up in squirrel, my cards. Squirrel. The reason you're not because it was like you are somewhat sociable. She's like, Mara. no. What's the most social thing ever? I'm like, I don't know. Frat, frat party <laughs> squirrel. Know, it's a weasel, but we'll give it a shot. Um, where can they find? So Ko Alliance is your Instagram. Yep. Ko. No. My well, my personal one is Madonna's Hero. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> not egocentric at all and oh hi animals speaking of animals Chris just came up. Loves and um ko alliance yeah is my instagram and if you ever have like business questions you can email me info at ko alliance always happy to entertain um hopefully i'll have some better information that's just super general on how to that's, jump in the game people need soon. it so yeah well, i love the idea of someone seeking a way to speak if i can help that that at the end of the day is kind of my overall agenda yeah, so that's and awesome you're great at it for sure well, thanks friend oh my goodness i gotta take oh, a picture oh little cutie uh i'm so glad that we finally got this podcast i know we can you say we've we literally crossed paths like seven years ago has it been that long i think so it it's been be forever six. i think it's six thank you I kept my dog's um, name smaller. Well, I yeah. love where, where we're going and what we're doing. And I hope that this podcast helps somebody out there Holler. wanting to find that voice and kind of doing their own thing. There, Where there is a will, there's a way. That's what's up. Right? Go get it. <laughs> Change the world. Adopt an animal. Yeah, definitely get an animal. Best All right, guys. Did. This is so fun. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Thank you. See you next week.